Hello and welcome to Season 2 of the Perth Footy Podcast. This podcast is proudly brought to you by the Construction Training Fund. From supporting the talented women in the Perth Footy League to helping talented women lead WA's building and construction industry, the Construction Training Fund is building tomorrow's champions. Coming up on our first episode for 2021, we will recap the strange season that was 2020, discuss the exciting plans in store for our centenary season, go through Cal's mailbag, aka Wally Box, and much, much more. So let's get it going. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm absolutely stoked to be back. Cal and I have somehow been asked to join the podcast again. We've cut the dead weight, which is uh, Hayden Marketo. He's gone. There were some horrible reviews coming straight out the gate, but Cal and I are teaming up and we'll uh, be you know, the, the two-headed monster of, of this podcast. Cal and Molly, welcome to season two. I'm looking forward to it, Jake. You know, I, I know there was something on the, like, just like the footy show, they had to get rid of Hutchie. Sorry, Hayden, unfortunately you weren't cutting it for us. So we're going to step up, Jake, aren't we? We're going to get the job done. You know, two big footy heads, two big amateur footy heads. We're going to get right into it. It's going to be a big season of footy. It looks like, fingers crossed, it's not going to be as affected as last season. And it's going to be it's going to be a big exciting year. I'm looking forward to it, mate. Exactly right. We're probably better at talking than we are at footy. Yeah, now, that's, which that's is probably... which is pretty sad when we think about it. <laughs> um, look, the, we've got a few exciting things in store for uh, this season two of the Perth Footy Podcast. But if we quickly go back to last year, obviously. Uh, we joined the podcast um, as a bit of a duo, so myself, uh, Hayden, uh, and you were were a bit of a trio there. But we uh, we obviously had a, a very COVID affected year where football was in a bit of jeopardy. Um, Cal, could you just take us back to the first time that you where you were when you first heard of of COVID and when you were like, what's happening with our footy? Yeah, it was just insane as well because I remember it actually happening and the discussions were, well, it's not it's not going to be be a big deal, it's going to be like the flu, da 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 And then all of a sudden, we've had a massive pre-season, things are looking really good. We're approaching, I think, maybe a first or second practice game, or maybe even round one. It was very, very close. All of a sudden, told to no, sit back and relax for a little bit, and then we came into, what, training in groups of eight or ten, and or then it was twenty. It was definitely a bizarre sort of setup, mate, and I think um, I think a lot of people will be glad that it's, uh, it looks to be behind us as far as, well, not just WA, but Australia is concerned. But hopefully, fingers crossed, everyone does the right thing. Uh, people in leadership can do the right thing also, and we should be fine. Exactly right. Well, it seems like almost like a bit of a, a thing of the past in yeah. WA, especially. Yeah, especially. We're pretty lucky with, with what uh, King McGowan's done for us. But mark. I also remember. I think we were walking out to our second pracky game, and I remember there was a few reports that the you know the, there's a bit of murmurs around the waffle potentially you know shutting down for a little bit, and we're like oh the ammo's will be right, like yeah. we'll be absolutely fine. And the next thing you know, we're we're not training. I'm having a bit of a crisis meeting with the footy club. What we're going to do? Um, but I think the important thing is we came out the other side really well. Yeah. Um, like everyone rallied around their own clubs and I think what people realise is how much structure footy gives to not only yourselves and, and your mates but in terms of like just the clubs, obviously them living, them continuing on but I was absolutely nowhere without footy, I was at home doing absolutely nothing. It was hard yakka mate and you know we are big footy heads and that's what we do, we need that sort of structure in our life. The shortened season I wasn't a massive fan of either, you know, especially for the blokes in the you know, probably the 30 plus category, you know, one hamstring and there's boom, half your season, which hopefully now, this year, 
18 games. Oh God, it's exciting, mate. It's it's you know it's what we come here to do. We need that structure, the training, and then the Saturdays where you just get around each other. Love of club, it brings us all together. Brings everyone together from all different walks of life, and that's the great thing about footy. And you bang on when it says when you say, you know, that's you need that sort of structure sometimes in your life and that balance, especially for your your mental health and well-being. Exactly right. How did you feel, Cal, personally, when the season restarted, trying to get back into the swing of things and get into the groove it, of football? It happened so quickly, Jake. Like, I remember it was, oh, it happened, I reckon, what, two or three weeks we're training in small groups and then bang, all right, here's nine games and we're getting into it kind of thing. It was hard, mate, because, um, you know, I'd be the first to admit, the first probably couple of weeks of lockdown, you know, you say, oh, I'm going to go for these runs and all that sort of thing. They drop off pretty quickly, that motivation where you're doing it on your own, you know. So I'm a big, uh, I'm a big social media man because you know you got to put those those exercises and those workouts on the social media because if people don't see it, then it doesn't happen. So it's hard to keep yourself motivated. Um, and we we obviously started the season bullet a gate and probably didn't get the ideal results early and and that was a tough thing about it coming out and losing a couple of early games. It almost you know puts your season well beyond doubt pretty quickly. So. Mate, it was definitely an adjustment. It's definitely something you, you, that builds character and a bit of resilience in it in your footy club. So it's important to to look at the positives around that. But it was tough. Make no mistake, and I'm sure a lot of people share that sentiment. Exactly right. I suppose leading into uh, or from that uh, that topic of last year, Cal. I think this year there's a lot of optimism. Yeah. Obviously, we, we get the at this stage the full slate of games. Um, fingers crossed. Um, it is the centenary season, and there's a lot of things in the works. Um, for not only the league, but for, for clubs around the league as well. Um, what, what does amateur football mean to you personally? Oh, what, mate, it means, it means a, a heap to me. Um, and I think mainly because that, this environment, and I'm sure a lot of football clubs will share the same values. They'll share the same attitudes that, that bring people together. But I think amateur footy to me is just coming down enjoying a sport that we all really love we all bond over we watch our favorite afl teams play we watch you know whether it's your kids your cousins your nephews your brothers your sisters you, you bond by watching a game that you all love but i think what amateur footy is it, it brings everyone together in a in a you know a relaxed sort of way where you can not only just you know play the game go hard for four quarters and enjoy it but also come around each other get around each other and just and just enjoying each other's company, building that sort of that those values and and stuff that are important to just about everyone that's involved in this sport. And I think that's the main thing about um, amateur clubs all over the state, all over the, the country, is that you know we come together and, and it's just it's love of game that probably gets us here, but it's the love of club that keeps you here. And it's important that that the attitudes and values that they build just keep getting stronger and stronger. And it's important having those people around the club that build that. Exactly right. It's really important that it's a hundred years of football. It's a celebration for, you know, why we play the game, how much we love it. Um, you know, we toil away for weeks on end. Oh, sorry, months on end. Yeah. Not, well, weeks for you, maybe. <laughs> um, you usually do the shortened pre-season, play the veteran card. Um, but for, for those that are some start pre-Christmas, um, I've personally never done that before, yeah. but people that start pre-Christmas... <laughs> do the pre-season, they do the hard yakka, the volunteers. Yeah. It's, it's a 100-year it's a celebration of you know, why we do it yeah. as well and, and we love it. So I think with this uh, season, why it's so special as well, the, 
the Perth Footy League are partnering with, you know, the West Australian. They've got a commemorative magazine um, coming out soon uh, in Saturday's paper on April 10th. So oh, round massive. one's obviously coming up um, this week. So there'll be a bit of a lift out um, there, which is awesome. Um, Carlton Dry, which are the, the new major sponsor um, on, on the jerseys now. Yep. We do have the Blue Horse Ooh, um, on the jerseys. Um, they're doing a 100-year commemorative can. So clubs will get their hands on, on a few of the uh, Perth Footy League commemorative cans, which I think is a really cool um, a cool idea there. Nova, um, Nova 93.7 doing a bit of a breakfast competition, which would be awesome. Um, and they'll highlight some well-known players um, who have been involved in the amateurs. Um, of course, they're doing a Friday night game in about, or round five, in about five weeks uh, between um, my club, University, and CBC. We get to play under lights on a Friday Ooh, night. So hopefully you come down and watch, uh, watch that one. Good. Um, there's going to be, you know, state matches, um, centenary medal presentation. It's going to be a huge year for um, all clubs involved and especially the league as a whole, which Absolutely. we're really excited about. But I think following on from that, it's they're gaining a larger media platform. And, and we do notice with um, the VAFA and certain other amateur competitions over East, I think we're really starting to get the Perth Footy League on the map and, and to rival some of those competitions. We know um, the, the VAFA get a lot of, um, you know, ex-AFL and VFL players, you know, filtered down there. And it's a really high-profile competition. Yep. Um, I think we, we're definitely starting to match them, um, you know, in terms of, you know, how big we are and, and the status of the competition. Absolutely. Sure. And it helped that we actually got to play some footy last year also, which builds even more. I mean, they've, they've thrown, you know, they're rolling the dice a little bit, giving it myself... And you, Jake, a podcast, but you know we, they got to start somewhere. But I think that me, your social media presence is pretty massive. Myself is getting there, so we just got to make sure that we keep building, and, and the and the Perth Footy League is going to get bigger and bigger. And it's it's important that we are as a as a footballing state, we are a footballing state, and we can go head to head with the Vicks, no doubt, no matter what it is, whether it's on the field or in the uh, on the on the airways or wherever that might be. So pretty exciting that the league keeps getting bigger and bigger, mate. You're obviously a Trinity Aquinas man, Cal. Um, previously at Scarborough previously, as well. Yep. Um, spent some time uh, at Perth Footy Club as well in the Waffle. Um, how are TAs uh, tracking this year, mate? Very, a little insight. Very excited, Jake, actually. And uh, does this have anything to do with the fact that it's university versus Trinity Aquinas in round one this week? Absolutely nothing to do with it, mate. <laughs> mate, I think it's, it's pretty exciting, especially when you get to a... So, sort of stayed in your career where you know there's there's only X amount of years left. There's not a heap of them. So, and this year it's pretty exciting the fact that we just seem to have more numbers. Whether that's to do with, you know, no international travel, so blokes know they're going to be in Perth to play footy. You like, don't have 20 Colts shooting yeah, off to Europe exactly somehow every year. Yep. So, exactly like right. you know, I don't know whether that might have something to be the case, but the numbers on the track have been awesome. We've you know we've picked up a few blokes here and there that give us a bit of depth, which is good. Bit of pressure for spots, which also keeps a, a few young blokes on us, a few old blokes on us. It's going to be a good year, mate. And I'm, I'm actually really excited. So I'm, you know, I've just started my my hamstring strengthening program, my mm -hmm. glute strength and and mobility. So hopefully I can stay out on the park and enjoy a couple of Ws. I did notice you didn't play in the preseason game when uh, we we came up against you a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Did you play the veteran card there and just think you'd give a young bloke a run? No, I'd like to say I played the veteran card. But I was too busy. I was playing a bit of cricket, to be honest, mate. So you know. We're, you know, very high level of cricket. I got to, got to get my commitments in order. How'd you hit him, mate? I, I didn't bat for the last six weeks, mate. But we did win a win a flag, but uh, wasn't needed down the lower order. I'm a keeper, mate. You know, as yeah. you, as you can understand. Bat eight, don't bowl. No, no, don't bowl. I keep, mate. Bat okay. seven. 
to seven. Make, just to clear clear it up. And uh, it wasn't needed very often. We're a very good team, but keeper can talk a bit of trash and last time on this podcast also. Moving on to um, what's happening around the league, um, there's been a Geordie McArdle does a Ripper article or a little segment, Bush good. and the Burbs. We we love that, and yeah. we're hoping Geordie uh, he'll be listening to this, no doubt, Mate, at he, home. He'll come on. He'll come join us one day. He's we'll a, get him on the pod. He's a, he's a member of my uh, eight time premiership Seinfeld quiz night winning team so I'll, I'll make sure I'll make a couple of calls mate and get right, him on. Calls. we'll get him on because he's uh, he's got a great footy brain and there's it. some absolutely huge names that have come down to the competition um, and I'll just ring him off the, the ones I've got in front of me Alex Rance he's he, huge he's, he's won a flag with Richmond he's missed out on the other other couple um, due to knee and, and obviously retiring um, early but that is that is amazing where do you reckon they'll play you put him inside. I think you got to play him. You waste him at fullback. Yeah, yeah. Because so, look, he, or, he can spoil. We know that, but he's a big body. He's. In the, or what about in the cage at the other end? Well, the crowd would fire him into it. Yeah, probably exactly. a bit like yourself. <laughs> TAs would probably do that as well. We've got um, Cole Hardingham, high flyer, can absolutely take a dangle. Um, so I, I wouldn't want to be playing on him, I wouldn't have thought. No, nah, you don't want to stand under that. So um, that that wouldn't be fun. Ryan Hargrave, he was one of my favourite players. Because uh, I used to have him in my dream team every year. This is about 10 years ago. When I was at high school. Yep. And I used to have Ryan Hargrave in my dream team every year. Yep. I finished almost dead last in dream team. So <laughs> that's probably where I was at. But I loved Ryan Hargrave, one of my favourite players. And I would get absolutely starstruck if I, I saw him. Doggy's defender. Um, John O'Griffin, he's only a, a year removed from um, down at North Frio. Down at, uh, he's, Frio. Um, he was, he was down at East Frio, and obviously he's played uh, a bit of footy at Adelaide originally, uh, and then uh, he, he came to the Dockers um, and spent uh, several seasons with the Dockers. He'll be a huge get. But he'll um, be a huge get for North because he's still uh, he's still still going very well, John O'Griffin. Um, and of course, ex-Carlton midfielder David Ellard, who uh, was at Swans um, after his Carlton career, um, and now he's moved down to, Real um, hard nuts. to he'll, he'll suit the amateur footy lifestyle very well. Very, very good. Um, and you, I'd like, there's one bloke I'd like to mention, Carl Peterson, down at Sneezer. Is that correct? Mate, had a bit of to- had a bit to do with Carl when he turned, came back from Hawthorne down to Claremont, mate. The, the guy's box office. He's box office. So get the chance to go down and watch him play. You'd want to get around it pretty quickly. I feel like Carl Peterson and I are very similar players, except <laughs> I'm slower, worse skills, probably a worse bloke, um, worse goal sense. Um, uh, you, you, have probably kicks less than you're a down two defender, goals. Jake. Yeah. You just you just be your step ladder and yeah. and you're going from that. I tell you what, I wouldn't be going back to the square with Carl Peterson <laughs> because otherwise I'd probably get ten kicked on me. I reckon. <laughs> uh, and of course, um, Nick Reid, who's who's good, uh, good story, great story. Obviously, been well documented um, through the through the media. He uh, started you know at North Beach, bit of uh, Claremont. Went to back to North Beach, then to the Waffle Eagles. Yeah. Gets drafted, gets to play a couple of games in the AFL, which is awesome. And, and obviously, he's going to be a bit back. of an ambassador for the league. Yeah, he comes back Beach. to the club that he, he originated from, and I think that's awesome. It's it's really good stories for guys that m- might be that that age bracket that can just goes to show that you still have a chance, which is cool. So that's a big get for North Beach. And strong. I reckon. The reason, while well, these people coming down, it really, again, back to what we were saying before about how Perth Footy League's getting on the map, it really profiles the competition and how yeah. much it's improving and people want to come down. And, and we're all about the crowds. We love seeing, you know, 
a few hundred people, if that's where you get at your oval, it's, it's, it's still a good atmosphere. It's still awesome to have a few hundred people on the hill watching the footy, having a couple of beers at the canteen, you know, having a bit of food and just really getting immersed in, yeah. in their own, you know, community, their own culture because I know my old man loves it, loves coming down, watching the yeah. footy, gets really passionate, usually yells at me, mostly from the sideline. Oh, did I, mate? My dad still, and he goes from end to end in the pocket, you know. Exactly right, but that's what we like to say. We like we to see crowds sort of and having these names come down, to have Alex Rance come down to the footy club, that's, that, that, that's going to, you know, draw a crowd in itself yeah. and, and that's going to help the club, um, obviously with its status, but you know, probably would get a few, sell a few tickets, and you yeah, get a bit of money behind it as well. Off if you want to get down and watch Rancy play. Now, certainly, this is a, a very new, fresh idea. Yeah, yeah. Cow, it's your idea too. Oh, it's my People idea. People are going to think it's my idea. Yeah, I actually came up with it, ladies and gentlemen. So, <laughs> obviously, the footy show in yesteryear, we loved, uh, you know, the peak Sam Newman. Um, he was a massive personality. Yeah. Um, obviously, Billy Brownless, all those blokes. But there was one segment which we always loved, yep. which was a bit of a Sam's mailbag. Yeah. And Cal, you want to claim a bit of a new name for this well, and, and maybe rebrand it? Like, I like the concept, but yes, it needs a rebranding. So we're going with the Wally Box or Wally Box. And how did you come up? What does that exactly Mate, mean? I didn't really think. Oh, I thought like Goggle Box. Like, you know, it's got my last name in it, making it all about me kind of thing. Same sort of concept. I know you, you like the way you're looking at me. You, you didn't receive it as well as I thought, and I, and you know that's the great thing about the Wally Box. Like I'll take all questions, all feedback on board. You know I'm, I'm really good at taking feedback. You can ask my coach Daniel O'Sullivan. Really, really good. Mm -hmm. Never ever drop my bottom lip. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're we're trialing it again. We're here to get better. I'm here to get better. So so the we, we want that engagement from um, the, the wider Everyone. community. So we want. Any club, we want you to send in your questions to Cal, no matter even what it is. Even your stories, whatever it is. If it's a local story, if someone's kicked 12 or someone's taken a hang on Jake Cole, we want to hear about it. Break it down. We'll read it out on the show if it's good enough. That's what we want the Wally Box to be about. And it's, and it's mate, I'm excited. I, I'm know, excited it's too. It's probably going to be the... the, the the main segment, or at least the highlight of the, of the podcast. You'll probably have your own spin-off, yeah, I reckon, mate, from this. About, That's how possible it's going to be. So, <laughs> basically, the story, um, uh, the, the, the reason behind the, the Wally Box, as we just said, is we, we want that engagement. We want you to send in your questions um, to perthfootypodcast at gmail.com. I'll say that again, perthfootypodcast at gmail.com. Send in your questions. And then we can read them out, some stories on here, we'll you know, some it. bit of humour from the weekend. Um, but the, the first few that we've had come in, um, we've, we've got this from um, a couple of blokes um, down in, uh, in the C grade. And the first one is, Cal, you've obviously played at a fair few grounds um, in your time. Yep. What is your favourite bit of canteen food you've come across? This is this goes back. Favorite bit, like anything, can be anything. Can like, be anything you want. This mate. goes back, and it might have changed. Lot, but I played all my junior footy at Whitford's, mate. The and this is going back a long way. But I don't know what, what whether it was extra vinegar or maybe a little the salt vinegar balance. But the hot chips there back in the day were just unreal. And that's you know hot chips. They're a dime a dozen, man. Putting the chips in the fryer. But the Whitford's Footy Club did something special there. Do they still do it like that? I'm not sure. I haven't played out there since I was about 17. So you might have, Jake. Is there anything you, you 
could you vouch for that? Well, there's certainly nothing them. nothing at uni. Uni has a pretty average canteen. I think that's pretty well well known around the league. I had I, a good feed at uni last well, year. Well, that's because we host. We actually bought another. Oh, yeah. We <laughs> bought that from a, a proper oh, pasta oh, shop. Okay. <laughs> um, that wasn't made by myself. But I think. Um, I loved uh, Kingsway. Um, they obviously, if they've got you know tap beers on tap, which is really good. Yeah, yeah, they got a good club um, rooms actually. Yeah, they got a great, they got a great place to watch footy. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd recommend going out there if you can. But they did a really good little kind of schnitzel burger. I'm a huge, Ooh, yeah. huge fan of a schnitzel burger. I'll have to, I'll have, to have a crack at that. Um, I'd have a crack at that too. But that's the kind of we want to hear from the clubs. If you've got a something, something you reckon could about. rival, yeah. something to brag about. Yeah. Like if you've got a really good gravy and chips, if you think it's the best, yeah. then we want to we, hear about yeah, it. We need it done. We want to hear about we're it. We're happy to look for the best too. And we're happy to look for the best as well. Another question's come in, and again, kind of kind of based around around yourself, Cal. What, what's the, the best thing you have seen on an amateur football field? Oh, man. That's a really, really good question. You've stunned me a little bit. Um, I think there's, there's two blokes that I'd like to mention here. I reckon the best mark... The best hangover I've ever seen live was a bloke by the name of Ben McCauley. Uh, plays at TAs now, he's 22. He's actually Darren McCauley, the race caller's son. Uh, big jerks and he's a tall lad. He probably took a mark right in front of me. You know, this front and square is my craft, Jake, so I like to get out. I saw it right in front. It's probably the best thing I've seen. And he's taken it kind of like Chris Tarrant back in the day, maybe 99, 2000, when he comes over that pack. Yep. It was like that mark. It was really, really good. Uh, one I got sent through was uh, my, my small forward cartel compatriot, Corey Delolio, in a, in a final last year where he takes that hanger on a, another good mate of mine, Scotty Tyres. I'm all about the small forwards, you know, carrying the, carrying the side, and he's one bloke. I think he hit all the goals for his team that day. I saw the footage of that mark. I was pretty happy with it. Um, and the other one that probably, you know, I got sent from, I like, you know, we like having the videos get sent through. This is, this is what we want. This is what the Wally Box is all about. But maybe one, one I saw the other day was, you know, this. I think, he's a, I think he's about 29, 28 years old. I'm not sure. He's playing down at uni. And the boys seem to be getting around him. And I know he's a pretty big clubman. But he's, he seemed to launch one. I think the, the video was just behind him. He's launched one from 50. It's one of the better kicks I've seen. His name was Jay Colvin. I was really impressed by that video, mate. So, look, if, if that's something I can look forward to seeing this week when we play each other in round one... It's going to be good, and it's good to see you reinvigorating your career by kicking those sorts of snags, mate. Yeah, well, see, the boys were meant to do running or I kick it, and, and I've kicked it well and truly, so it's probably the only goal I've kicked since I've started playing um, amateur footy about seven years. We ago. might have to get that footage for you guys. We might have to get it, that it, up. It, it actually was, uh, it was a very decent kick, and mm. as a forward, I really, really respect a good shot for goal. Uh, from my perspective, the best thing I've seen in a footy field, there was, um, it was a, a C... It was a C5 grand final. It was our, it was our thirds, uni thirds versus yep. CBC. Yep. And uh, it was a pretty pivotal moment in the match. I think it was the end of the third quarter or beginning of the fourth. And uh, CBC has, has wrapped up a uni play and it was one of the most blatant holding the ball decisions I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and everyone's kind of stopped and gone, oh, that's holding the ball. But the umpire actually hasn't blown his whistle. And the CBC player's picked up the ball and he has thrown it to his mate who did the tackle. And the umpire has then blown his whistle, called a throw, yeah. 25 out direct in front of Uni's goal. Uni's gone back, banged the goal, and then they've gone up, I think, two goals at either the end of the third or start of the fourth quarter. And it's a huge momentum swing. Yeah, wow. And it's just, that's why we love football, and that's why we love amateur football, because umpires aren't always going to get it right. Yeah. They do a great job. They do and do it a was good just, job. And it was just a funny moment, because I think 
everyone would have done the same thing. Yeah. Because it was a bl- the most blatant hole in the ball decision I've ever seen in my life. Completely dropped it. And just Because he took on about five blokes. Yeah. Um, and that was a great moment. We've actually got that on footage, so I think we're going to try and get that up for you. There's, um, a, lesson, there's a lesson the in socials. that too, Jake, as well. Always handball the footy. You, a lot of young, a lot of coaches out there, just get make sure we're always doing the footy skills because then that wouldn't have happened. Exactly right. Always, always handball the ball. No U-turns. <laughs> um, and the second one, I reckon, uh, was Ryan Murphy. So he's obviously... Oh, a, yes. He's a, a TA's great. Obviously played a lot of uh, games at, at Freo as well and South Freo. Yeah, probably um, the best set shot for goal I've ever seen. Incredibly good set shot, and, and it was a final at, at McGillivray Oval, and uh, I think it was his 2017 when you won your, won your yeah. flag. And he has kicked um, eight goals, one from yeah, he had nine kicks all day, eight goals, one, um, and he's kicked seven in the in the first half, and and you guys ended up obviously winning the game, and it was probably the one of the greater clinics I've seen and, and it was on a good defender as well and it was just I was just gobsmacked it was just, it's exciting kicking out many goals and that's another thing going back to talking about these ex-AFL players coming back and playing at this sort of level it is good to see and showcasing the talent and I mean Murph also kicked a cup that year I think he kicked a couple set shots against North Beach in the grand final from that pocket at Bassendine where you just don't kick goals from that I think it's this, yeah that end where the, the old grandstand is it's just what he does so Sometimes you got to just... It, it is good luck for footballers like us, Jake. Just sometimes just be out there and sit back and watch in awe. It's, uh, it's pretty cool stuff. And the great man, Ryan Murphy, is, is very well loved by a lot of people at Trinity Aquinas, but none more so than myself. So I'm glad you mentioned that, mate, because I didn't even prompt you for that. So yeah, that's great. that's fine. Um, <laughs> we might even try and get Murph on the podcast yeah, mate, we'll we'll at some up. point. We'll um, Cal, Perth Footy Podcast. Obviously, this is season two. What can the listeners expect? Every week from us. Well, I think we, we need... It can't just be me and you, can it? Can't. The whole, the whole year... We wouldn't get many listeners. If no, we wouldn't. And, it, and to be honest, we, we turn people away pretty quickly. So I think we've got to lock in at least one, one special guest per week. Whether, and that could be just about anyone. So from all the way, or all across the, uh, the Perth Footy League, we wanna, we'll make sure we do our due, due diligence to get them on. But I reckon we need to have someone on each week. Exactly. It doesn't matter if you're E3... Your B grade, C grade, we want to get a guest and we want to hear from you, your club stories, yeah. because this is going to be a story-based podcast. We want to get the great word of amateur football across the whole spectrum, yeah. um, women's footy, integrated footy, we want to share all the of them. Stories. We want to share the story. So Cal and I, every week, um, we'll get the podcast up on a Thursday um, afternoon. Yeah. Um, so make sure you are getting around the Perth Footy Podcast on Spotify. Cal, great first step. Obviously, a bit of an introductory act to get, get the ball rolling. How are you feeling, mate? I'm feeling pretty good. I think we've got a good thing going. After, I'm glad we got through. You know, short, sharp ep. You know, I mean, your six takes for the intro was a little bit... I was a little bit concerned at that stage, but we got through that. And it's going to be a big year, mate. I'm excited. It's like riding a bike. You just never forget it, do you? Except <laughs> trying to plug in cords and everything and trying to get this podcast equipment. So we are filming this at uh, Billy Graydon, which is TA's ground. So thank you to Gerard Arangio, the president at TA's, for opening up for us. Um, look, that's all from us today. Cal, thank you for, for joining me as always. Thank you, Jake. It's going to um, be exciting. It's going to be very exciting. So, as always, get down to the footy. Enjoy the, the sport that's on, um, the AFL, the waffle, everything. But get down to your footy especially. Um, and always get local. Get thank on. you, Cal. Jake.